it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Hey there, welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast with Brian Robb and Michael Pina. I'm Rich Levine. Guys, in today's show, we'll talk about the NBA's scheduled restart, whether this thing is actually going to get off the ground. First, as always, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. Give us a follow on Twitter. That's at Winning Plays Pod. Shout out to CLNS Media, Bet Online, Awaken 180 Weight Loss. And uh, Mike Pina, it's been, I think, was it two two shows that you missed back and forth from Michigan in the time Fe- since we last spoke Feels like to you? years. Feels like years. It does. So you a, a little road trip back and forth from the... Yeah, we uh, visited my wife, uh, my wife's family, my in-laws, and uh, it was kind of good to get out of New York City for the first time in what feels like... A bajillion years and uh yeah have a backyard to sit in that was nice forgot what that feels like mm. how um, long was that drive uh nine ten hours so kind of terrible but not the worst drive in the chan- world did you have a chance to throw on your assault rifle and make a stop at the state house <laughs> at michigan or maybe next time yeah we're saving that for the next trip exactly um, right, well, couldn't, well, couldn't fit it into um, this one yeah so, <laughs> so since 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 you're last around it seems like the nba is going to try and get this thing going uh b-rob anything new from from celtics camp i know we had the big the big post of gordon hayward and and jason tatum taking shots at the practice yes. facility lighting that, up twitter that was uh the big development of the week two minutes of uh raw footage and then danny ainge followed that up yesterday with uh a tweet video of Taco Fall making a, a corner three. Um, also, for I, the saw, I saw that one. Yeah, so that's uh, I think he called him Taco Tatum. Um, and I guess the good news here, I mean, this is probably the biggest development from a Celtics perspective. Uh, it sounds like two-way players will be eligible in Orlando. So um, Taco gets to go home, or goes to his college home, I should say, um, down there and Tremont Waters, and I guess those two-way players will technically maybe be eligible for playoffs, too, so I do wonder, I mean, we'll have plenty of time to figure that out, but if uh, what the Celtics 15-man roster will look like uh, when the postseason hits. I, I, I kind of feel like the the most likely scenario here is the NBA season ending with Taco Fall hitting a buzzer beater in Game 7 of the NBA Finals. That just seems like where we're headed. Seems fair. Based on everything that's happened over the past however many months. <laughs> In a one-on-one matchup against LeBron, they'll be the only two people <laughs> yeah. left healthy enough to play. We should just let everyone know that if you hear a slight buzzing, Pina's computer is about to blow up. But we're gonna we're gonna play through the uh, play through yes. the buzz. My apologies. It's, it's worth it. 
Um, so, so what do you guys think? So, we, you know, we've gone back and forth, and obviously, like a couple of days ago, at this point, we're doing this Friday morning. Um, Woj had his big "The NBA is back" tweet. Is the NBA actually going to be back? Is this going to happen? Rich, you're the one who you you in our text thread. You've been very negative, so I want to hear your uh, just w- where your head is at with all this first, because I think you have the strongest opinions. Yeah, well, I, th- I think first of all, it was just it started with that with that tweet, right? The tweet that the NBA is back. You would think that this is that everything was taken care of, right? Eyes dotted, T's crossed. Everyone is on board with with what's going on in Orlando. And ever since that moment, just every single day, I feel like we find out more and more. I mean, for, forget the fact that that this virus. And I know everyone can say what they want about who's who's affected, who's who's uh, who's most at risk. But Corona is coming back, right? Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. thought it was in the rear view. It's not the case. The cases are are, and I know this because more testing and all that. But this is going to be something that we're going to be dealing with. Florida, with a, they're opening, they're opening Disney, they're opening all these theme parks. Forget the fact that Florida is. Florida to begin with. Uh, by the time <laughs> by the time the end of July rolls around, Florida is going to be a cesspool of Corona. Um, you have the players that that don't really want to be there, right? I mean, I think I, I it, from from what I can tell, if you have a chance to win the title, which is what like maybe four or five teams, five or six teams, like I understand those guys being excited, but everyone else doesn't really want to be there. The games are the games are not going to be taken seriously being played in an empty arena. Um, you have coaches, Greg Popovich, Mike D'Antoni, they're saying, oh, yeah, by the way, you might have to coach. You might only be able to talk to your team in the locker room. You might not be allowed to be on the bench. It's just there are so many ifs, so many potential problems, and I don't know. I, I mean, what, 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 here's my question for you guys. What is the number one priority in restarting the, the NBA right now? Money. Yeah. Money. Right? Number one, number two, and number three is. And I understand it, but, like, I think they've just overlooked a lot of really serious issues, and I want—I know they want to pretend that it's coming back. They want to ride this momentum. Maybe they want to put pr- pr- pressure on the players, on the players to to just suck it up and go. But even if they do that, I think once they get there, it's going to be a disaster. And I'm j- I'm just not very optimistic about this go- about this going off. So real quick, uh, I did an interview for with GQ uh, with. Uh, Damian Lillard the other day that published this morning and I just want to read this answer to a question I asked him about what the general consensus is among players and whether or not they think it's worthwhile to finish the season so Dame said I think it's about split a lot of my teammates are like whatever let's play let's hoop if that's what we're gonna do and they're saying it's safe then let's do it and then on the other hand people are like are we just doing this because we don't want to miss out on this money people just don't know so that's it's just like money is just at the center of this thing and for the league to i guess project that health and safety precautions are the priority when you're inviting 22 teams instead of 16 instead of zero then it's just it's like kind of a farce in my opinion and when you throw in everything else that's happened in this country with the rife protesting which i think will you know possibly last throughout the entire summer and player a lot of players have participated in it and have loved using their platform in you know very physical ways if they're unable to do that because they can't leave the bubble i just think it's 
it's not good optically it's not good uh in reality and uh i just it's tough to kind of reconcile with wanting to make money back at a time like this yeah it's gonna like you said all those factors are coming into play here and i think what we're hearing too is uh, from recent reports i think chris haynes of guy sports was well, the first on this is that, you know, a lot of when we heard that, you know, this was approved, it was very much led by the top dogs in the league, like the guys that were making the most or, you know, maybe I don't know if that's have the most at stake, but we're, we're unified in terms of wanting the, like a lot of players that were on contenders mm-hmm. um, that wanted to to obviously finish the season for a reason for a chance at a title. But now there's like you said there, you got 22 teams here, Mike, you got a lot of guys who you know, it's probably not a ton of money at stake for whatever it is, 10%, 15% left of their paycheck and essentially no chance at, you know, a title. Is that enough incentive to leave your your family for a month and a half? Um, for some guys, maybe, but there's clearly, uh, <laughs> like, there's a, a very fair minority here that are like, hey, like, what? Like, no, this doesn't, you know, I'm not crazy about this idea. And especially without knowing all the details yet. And maybe some of those details will come out that will make it seem more and more, you know, reasonable to do. But even in like the, even if you go out right away, Rich, you're going to be down there. It's like a month lead up to kind of when the game start down there. So it's like, even if you don't even make the playoffs, you're still down there for, you know, 40 days. Yeah. They said like, you can't, the first visitors can come at seven weeks. And that's the thing too. So, so you can have a visitor come in seven weeks, and they're going to have to quor- these visitors are going to have to quarantine, I imagine, oh, yeah. before before they can hang out. And then there's it, it, just so much. And, and and again, a lot of it I, I think is going to have to be on the fly, which doesn't seem like a good idea. Because um, what these guys they aren't allowed to leave. If they do, if they do leave, they have to quarantine for 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 ten days. If someone gets sick, and people are going to get sick, right? Mm-hmm. Whether or not. Whether or not these are these are uh, deaths that result from Corona, like you're going to, the guys are going to come down with it, and and then again, like what what ha- no matter what happens, there's going to be an asterisk next to this title. We can all agree with that, right? So they, I think they they try they're trying so hard to create this air of legitimacy around the, the 2020 championship, and it's just it's a lost cause. And I understand it's just for money, and that's part of the reason why I was pushing for that World, World Cup format uh, a couple of weeks ago. Because there's going to be a joke no matter what. You might as well just just make a spectacle of it and not try to pretend that this is going to be a uh, a real a, a real NBA title. Um, I said the one positive thing I was telling Pina before you came on, B Rob, is that these guys are, are all allowed to smoke weed. And just, <laughs> you know, they, the NBA said, okay, we're, at the very least, we're not going to test you for, for marijuana. If you come down, so I mean, maybe that'll be funny. These guys and just a bunch like show up stone to the games and and just have fun. But they, they, there's going to be competition. <laughs> but it's it's like it's not going to be the NBA playoffs. It's just not. No, and I think it's like a lot of players. Uh, I you know I haven't talked to every player obviously who's going to go down there. I've talked to a few. None are a hundred percent comfortable with participating uh leaving their families behind for months potentially uh so you add that into you know these are nba athletes they're in peak physical condition except luka Doncic, apparently (laughs) and 
if you get COVID, it's very unclear how that will have a long-lasting effect on your lung capacity. And yeah, Jalen Brown's of, tweet. Exactly. That question, was that a couple weeks ago? Yeah, so what, exactly. What was, the, what was the tweet? I didn't see. Like, what are the long-term effects uh, of COVID? And no one obviously knows. We don't know. Yet. Yeah, no one knows. <laughs> no, the New York Times wrote this really good piece about it uh, in relation to Olympic athletes. And uh, I think uh, Von Miller has spoken up about it from the is he still on the Denver Broncos? I don't even know. Yeah, Broncos. Really follow football anymore, but, um, he's spoken up about it and his his uh, issues when he tested positive physically. Uh, so you add that in, and then like just looking down the pipeline, you know, Travis Schlenk, GM of the Atlanta Hawks, recently said that you know the NBA has been communicating to general managers that next season, the 2020-2021 season. You know, they're going to try to get 82 in, and I think they're going to be gung-ho about it because of revenue-related reasons, but you're going to have to have a condensed season. And what we know about, like, I think before all this, load management was kind of maybe arguably the NBA's biggest issue, which is kind of funny to think about now. Yeah, those were the days. <laughs> but, but, like, there was already load management uh, with the reduced back-to-backs, and they basically cut them in half and the reduced four games and five nights. Now that's going to be very intense. And so what is your product looking like if like Giannis is just sitting out every back-to-back, plus then some more games? If LeBron is sitting out, if all these guys are sitting out nationally? LeBron doesn't sit out, Mike. I don't know if you forgot about that. What would you say? LeBron doesn't sit out. Of course, yeah, he doesn't sit out. For the fans. (laughs) Wash So, so no comment. So, uh, I just think like long term, you should be really wary about your product. And if you're just like, I understand how the cap will be affected if you don't have any more games this season, but you should have a long term view and try to balance it a little bit better. The, the problem is, Mike, that there's just too much money at stake for the like. They're not in a position to worry about that stuff for for now i mean to a degree for now but more so next year if they're if they got to play a full 82 without fans then like they're gonna do it because they need every single dollar they can get when you lose that revenue stream and we're seeing the the negotiations between the mlb right now and how contentious they are between them and the players union like that's gonna have to happen for the nba too here and this might be a sneak preview of it like what we're seeing with players kind of speaking up right now um, off the radar for valid reasons, but also this is, you know, there is going to have to be a significant, I don't know how they're going to do it, but there's going to have to be a clear cut to to the player salaries um, from a, just a percentage basis, you would imagine, um, if, if fans aren't back by next season. And and that will put all these, like you said, the quality of play issues and things like that, that, that stuff's on the back burner. Right, 100%. Which, which, is scary, which is scary. It's just so important because you think like, so regardless of, of what happens, regardless of the circumstances, like there is, there's going to be at least one major injury when this down in Orlando, right? I mean, sure. it, it, it would ha- it would have happened if, if, the, if the season had went on as planned. But when you're bringing these guys back after- They're not in shape. They're, they're not in shape. They're certainly not in game shape. Well, uh, Jokic is the only one who, him, him and uh, Luca changed bodies apparently. But, but you know, what happens when, you know, a, a guy on, let's say, the, the Blazers or the Nets or, or you know, even, even like, uh, you know, like the Jazz or something, a team that maybe doesn't have, isn't going to win the title, but is certainly, you can talk about as a contender. When one of those guys t- tears an Achilles or blows out his knee, 
like what's that going to do to the rest of the guys that are there who don't really want to be there you talk about long-term implications like it's just there's just there's just so much stuff going on and i just don't if they don't want to be there to begin with once they get there and you start to see like some of the negative effects of it I just don't, I just don't, I said, that's why I'm not very opti- optimistic about where this is going to go. But I am very optimistic about uh, Awaken 180 weight loss. Mm. Guys, uh, when most people try to lose weight, uh, they think exercise. Whether they actually start exercising or not, the results are normally the same. And I say that because losing weight is all about nutrition. Uh, with Awaken 180 weight loss, you'll receive a customized nutrition plan, weekly one-on-one coaching, and the option to receive 80% of your daily foods to help you lose weight. Your first week, oh, your first week, and each week after that until you're down to your ideal weight. Uh, during your weight loss transformation, you'll be gaining the tools to know and how, <laughs> to know what and how to eat, so you can keep the weight off for the long term. As always, Awaken 180 will provide you free support for life. It's worked for Cedric Maxwell, Scott Zolak, Kyle Draper, Andy Andy Gresh, thousands of others. Now it's your turn. Call the long-term solution for weight loss in the official weight loss program of the Boston Red Sox. That's Awaken 180 Weight Loss online at awaken180weightloss.com. Uh, thank you to Awaken 180, one of our new sponsors. Um, so yeah, I don't know. You guys saw the the uh, the Chris Hands article just just came out this morning, and I think it's interesting. You know, Mike, you talked a little bit about just the other stuff that's going on on around the country right now, and you know, you get you have LeBron who's sort of uh, the face of a new effort to on voting more than a vote more than a vote mm-hmm. and you just talk about like sort of the, the perspective that these guys have and the perspective that we as a as a country have and you know, we certainly do hopefully it's gonna it's gonna get bigger and bigger and just the idea that you know what was once the most important thing in a lot of these guys lives and a lot of basketball fans life right the nba how are we going to survive without the nba we need basketball and yeah we 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 could use basketball it would be nice but like in the last whether it's the pandemic and now with the with with the protests and what happened with george floyd like i think some priorities are are just different for these guys and deservedly so understandably so one thousand percent yeah i mean i know you guys have touched upon all the protesting and everything and it's it's I, I just can't imagine like could you guys imagine the the season if the let's say the NBA was like uh yeah we're going to accelerate this whole thing and and the bubble was in place and all the players were down in Orlando last weekend and and 2 weeks ago like how the players would have felt uh, I would imagine that there could have been, if if there ever's going to be a boycott of an NBA game, that's when we would have seen it. And so if you're the NBA, I just think that it's really difficult and impossible to quantify this sort of thing. But you just kind of have to, like, read the room. And when the pros and the cons are just so, there's just so many variables on the con side. And the pro is one thing make money because you can't even say like oh we, we're concluding the season and that is a pro and we're going to crown a champion like no one believes that it, there's going to be as you said rich a humongous asterisk on whoever uh wins it all and so i just yeah i just come back to kind of how silly uh the league looks in a lot of different ways in trying so aggressively to make this happen and to be fair to them like they are talking to uh 
you know, disease specialists and medical professionals, and they're weighing all these options. And Dr. Anthony Fauci said recently that he, he thought that the NBA's comeback plan was very creative. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like the, the pandemic doesn't care and the disease doesn't care. So just like, I, I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss for words. Well, it's from a health standpoint, Mike, I, like in the bubble here, and this is something where they're ironing out all the details now, but if, if there's clearly going to need be needed to be a ton of just like Disney support staff and stuff like to make this work down there from food to hotels to everything else mm-hmm. for so many people, like are they, are those people going to be confined to the bubble? Or if they're like going in and out every day, if that's if that's the case, I would. That's a huge concern if you're a player. They would have to of, be confined. I would right. think you would think so, but that hasn't like been clarified yet. So like stuff like that, like, and then it's like for Disney and stuff, like how much you know, maybe it's a negotiation between them and the the workers union down there in terms of like, are they going to have enough people that want to do that and be away from their families for three months down there to 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 do it they awfully like that's a very tough situation for those workers as well so like again all these and these are that's just one of like thousands of details like that that have to be ironed out to everyone's satisfaction and i think we're going to find out in the next few weeks that that is it's not going to be you know an easy process to get that locked in um and keep everyone happy never mind the actual parks are going to be open and I don't know how much the, the players are going to be interacting. Like, they won't be. That so area. that's that won't be. They're not allowed to go out outside the bubble. And the, the 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 Disney the players bubble will be different from the parks, from what I read. So that will not be a concern, luckily. All right, that's good. But yeah. I'll say, let me t- let me tell you guys that there is a you know whether or not the NBA comes back, there is no short shortage of action going out at our exclusive partner, Ben Online. Sports are slowly making its way back with the UFC, NASCAR, and soccer leading the way. BetOnline has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming matches this weekend. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. That's a bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And just to follow up on our discussion just now, Tom Haverstra uh, just tweeted out, Disney sports staff, as of now, will not be subject to NBA's bubble protocols with daily testing. They are free to go in and out of campus per a Disney union official. Okay. Yeah. So that's clearly, I imagine, an issue that will need to be addressed from a player standpoint. Or I don't know, like if you're a player, Mike Rich, like, and if this is the setup, would you, would you go? It well, it depends on who I am. If I'm LeBron James, yeah, I'm going. Like, I'm 35. My career is ending uh, in the short term. This is like kind of a ripe opportunity for me to get another ring. I my time is running out of my career. Uh, I'm already on my way to being a billionaire. 
So, like, the financial issue for me personally is minuscule, and, uh, like, I, so if I'm, yeah, if I'm LeBron, then yeah, sure, I'll go. If I'm, uh, but even LeBron, like, not going can obviously impact the country in a lot of other social ways that are more helpful, I think, but... Like, if I'm, I don't know, I don't want to throw any, like, names out there, but, like, if I'm just, like, a role player on the Suns, no, why would I, why would I go? Like, it's like, it's, if you're If you're James Harden and you have, you have asthma, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like, again, there, there are all these, like, variations and variables that it's like, all right, like, it's, it's, it's so easy for the people at home who are bored and, you know, say, oh, these guys are babies, they were, you know, I'm, I'm going to work, why don't these guys go to work? Um, you said sometimes like they just don't necessarily need to, you know, they, but like someone, someone compared it now, like all of a sudden, like being a professional athlete, it's like you're in the military, like you owe your country to, to, to put your health and your family's health and your well being at the line on the line, obviously ridiculous to, to enter, to, to entertain the masses. And especially with, again, all, with all that's going on in our country with, with, with George Floyd and just the protest that, you know, the idea that a predominantly black league. Um, that these guys are going to be criticized for not entertaining us. It just doesn't sit right. Um, again, like you said, B-Rob, just this latest thing, it feels like every time you, you, you refresh the internet, there's another, there's another little nugget of information that's like, eh, that doesn't really make sense, or that doesn't, that, you know, because when you first heard about a bubble and the NBA going to a bubble in Disney, I mean, you, I, you actually could picture, like, the Simpsons movie, you know, an actual big bubble. That was going to be that that no one was going to leave that that was going to be airtight and that there's no way that 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 somehow these guys are going to get infected or that or that the disease is going to make its way inside it's just it's just not the case and and again and we don't know like you said every single day the numbers go up and every you know and this is just all based on you know starting memorial day when there were those parties at the at the uh, at the pool and now we have these these protests where I mean, yeah, sure. A lot of people were wearing masks, but like, it was uh, there are a lot of not masks. There's a lot of just like people packed in like sardines, and I and I understand that. Like, like I'm not. I'm this is certainly not a stand against those protests, but like, there are going to be um, ramifications for that, you know. And and we're we're going to see. We're seeing it right now. And that and again, this isn't. We still have what? How long before before this is going to start? Like another six weeks? Uh, yeah. It's. Uh, I think they head down to Orlando in early July, but yeah, the first game isn't officially till July 30th. So that's yeah, that's six weeks. And the country is just opening up more and more. Like we're not taking a step back. We're, we're for some reason everyone is just ignoring that this is happening. Well, and for some reason we know the reason. The yeah. the, the NBA is a micro, microcosm of the nation in so many different ways right now, and it's like it is super frustrating to see. It's it's you get it from a practical standpoint but also it's disheartening to see one uh one difficulty kind of be prioritized over the other like an economic issue versus a health and safety issue and to see so so many people side with the former is just it's kind of sad to see and 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 maybe it's, it's not maybe so many people isn't right you know i think maybe like the nba is certainly controlling the narrative a little bit like i said all it takes is 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 someone like Woj to, to tweet out nba's back right like, like i imagine that wasn't just his own idea 
maybe it was, but you know, I imagine maybe he ran it by some people. But we're seeing that it wasn't so many people who are 100%, at least the people that, that, that are important to this actually going off. There are a lot of those people that didn't feel like they had a say, don't agree with a lot of what's going on. Um, and every single day, more and more, we, we're hearing from those people. And you said you, you said you spoke to those people, Pina, right? Like guys around the league who just kind of like, eh. And then once they get there uh, yeah. and like, you, you think about like the intensity of a, of a playoff, of a playoff season, right? And, and what usually goes in with just like the, 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 the full arena is just the, 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 I don't know, it's just not going to be there. It's, oh, it, yeah. It's going to be lacking. That's a completely different conversation, but also one worth having is just what the hell is it going to look like and how do players maintain the intensity uh, that a lot of fans, you know, that environment is like adrenaline fuel. And if you don't have those 20,000 screaming fans, just what do you look like? What does it look like when it's literally dead quiet at the free throw line? NBA 2K sounds, Mike. Yeah. They're coming. Um, so, I mean, that the quality of play thing is a different conversation, but it is, it is a valuable one. And, uh, you know, I think something that's lost is when the, the NBA released their initial, uh, dropped their initial press release on June 4th, announcing that the board of governors had approved the 22 team format in the very first graph, I think it's the second sentence. The board's approval is the first formal step among many required to resume the season. Mm. And so, <laughs> like, people just, I just, you just don't read that. And it's like, there's so many more things that need to happen. This is not a definitive thing. And when I asked Dame if he thought the season was going to come back, he basically, you know, he was, he said, if you're asking me today, yes, but that's just because that's what's been reported. So... Uh, I don't. I just think it's a very fluid situation, day to day. And if you think back about where we were six weeks ago to where we'll be in six weeks, it kind of tells you that no one really knows anything right now. Yeah, I mean, I think no matter what, it's going to happen. But whether just the, I do think it's a distinct possibility we'll see like a a significant chunk, you know, a clear minority, but like. A noticeable contingent not there and again when you talk about you know how that looks for the league and what that what you know problems arise and whether that leads to just a you know a wave of other players being like all right maybe i'm thinking about this wrong and in terms of safety and all the other factors in play but i do think that this on top of the safety issue, I do think this is like an opening salvo for the players for like next season and like negotiating and making sure like, okay, if we're going to play down there, like we want to get everything we deserve in terms of like, we won't take too much of a haircut in these negotiations. And I don't blame them given the, the risk that's going to be there for them now. And then likely throughout next season, depending on whenever a, a vaccine arrives. But, um, like we see if the players in the players union right now in MLB, like it's it's not easy. Everyone's standing their ground. We're waiting to see who blinks, and it's not. And both sides don't have much reason to at this point. I, I do think that one thing that's uh, I don't know how much of a factor it is with the NBA, but it's probable that when you do restart the season, that you are going to draw a lot of new people to the product who 
otherwise would not have the time or the interest in watching NBA basketball. And if your product is honestly like Taco Fall starting at center for the Celtics, that's just not good. It's not like a good representation of what you're trying to sell people. So that kind of goes back to like at the end of the day, you're an entertainment industry and if what you're not giving people lives up to the standards of what they expect, then what is this all for? I, I it's just like I I get the the need to to satisfy the local broadcast requirements and all that, and that's why there's these eight games, warm up games, and trying to get the teams to seventy or whatever get games or whatever it is. But like I don't know, man. It's it's just such a cost such and a ju- cost and even like when it said like after after the initial announcement they said okay we're actually going to move it up and start on a thursday i mean that's obviously for tnt right like you can see everything that they're that they're doing is for that but and it, 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 they're just in a desperate place because you know i think one argument I've, I've seen people make is like just shut this down let's focus on starting out starting the next season right let's just scrap 2020 uh and get our ducks in a row but how do you how do you even do that i mean are, are there going to be fans aren't going to be allowed in, in arenas in October no right there's there's going to be there's not going to be like normalcy doesn't I mean it's gone it's out the window we're going to have to find a new normal but it's not it's not like they can just say okay scrap this and and let and let's just start the, the next season on time or you could but I don't know like you, you're not going to start that the next season in a bubble right it's like you're not solving your problems by waiting a couple months necessarily so they're probably just like going for this a cash is, grab exactly going for the cash grab and hopefully we have enough contingency planning here where we get through it and knowing that there's a very legitimate chance that you don't for a variety of reasons um but yeah i mean i guess i do like you said like you know the the numbers of they they could have made a choice to to focus on just the postseason and just getting um and i do think they probably would have done that if if it wasn't for the players being like, hey, we don't want to jump right into the postseason. That's just a terrible idea for, you know, quality of play and just from a health standpoint. So mm-hmm. so that from a money standpoint and the players being on board with that, that's, you know, the eight ramp-up games make sense. And I do like the fact, again, they're going to have, you know, for as bad as guys are going to be out of shape coming into it, like they are going to have a month to like to get. And it's not perfect. It's not like a usual training camp, but it's, it's pretty close. Um, there are obviously all kinds of variables earlier, but I, I do think the quality of play will probably be, I mean, it's going to be rough for the seeding games, but I think it'll be, you know, by the time the playoffs roll around in mid-August, it has a chance to be pretty solid without, you know, with the, the wild card of whatever the a silent crowd brings in into play. But, um, you know, playoffs are playoffs, and it's I expect it to be better than, you know, most other leagues out there with that amount of ramp up time. Do you, do you think Marcus Smart's going to be the best player in the league? <laughs> no crowd, he doesn't need it, right? Just I do think the Celtics of the team are one that would benefit from this. From just from talking to to coaches and like stuff like from when they do have I think they have pretty intense practices in empty gyms all the time. And like I think some guys, you know, have pretty rough road splits on this team. And so you, you get out the, take the crowd out of play. Like who, who do you guys think could potentially benefit from this besides smart? Like if you're in terms of like the Celtics personnel Hmm. versus like a regular road game. 
I mean, the younger you are, I figure. I mean, the the more effective you are. But I mean, but it's not like I don't think Tatum and and Jalen. Maybe Jalen to a certain extent. I could see Jalen being affected. Definitely. Pos- positively. Oh, but but like but he's but you talk about perspective. Like I think Jalen's one of those guys that it's. And again, I'm very much on board with this. But that can just be like, what the fuck are we doing? Mm-hmm. Why why am I stuck at Disney World? Put trying to trying to put on a show where where there's so much going on out there in the world that I want to make a difference. And again, when you talk about LeBron, like you know, at, at what point if he if he if he somehow can come to the understanding or or decide in his own head that okay, no matter what happens here. Like this is not going to affect my basketball legacy because there's going to be this asterisk. Am, am I better suited? Am, is 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 my should I be out there just making sure everyone can get a chance to vote in November? What's more important right now? What and you talk about legacy? Like that's I think that's a legacy that like every single day is starting to matter more and more. LeBron, you know, mm-hmm. like getting Definitely. out there and and at a time in our country when we need it more than ever. Um. I you will wouldn't. say real quick, Rich, like you could counter that by saying that if the games were going on and just from the just looking at through the lens of from LeBron's point of view, uh, you know, everyone's paying attention to me because of the basketball that's being played. And so in, you know, October when the finals happen or whatever, I don't even know a date, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be in October. Yeah, early October. Yeah, that's you're just kind of talking about how it runs concurrently with like the election season and the election cycle that would elevate his platform even higher than it already is. If the season was being played, I would imagine potentially who knows. No, that's true. Right. Yeah. I I agree with Mike on that standpoint from the, you know, from a, a protest standpoint or just, you know, the social justice standpoint, like, you the case can be made that again playing down there with like just everyone especially if you were one of the few leagues that are playing at that point you can you know make a pretty noticeable impact from down there on the unified plan from what, whatever the players want to do whether it's um you know taking knee during the anthem or anything else from a you know raising awareness standpoint so i mean or hopefully cutting games see, or cutting games exactly <laughs> like <laughs> so i think We'll see. I'll, I'll be very. I hope that we see some of that down there, um, and just to, I can continue to raise the the awareness and the conversation from a from a national standpoint. Yeah, no, it's going to be tough. So like you said, I'm just trying to think of like what this country is going to look like in October, and it's terrifying. You know, the 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 political discourse is going to be at an all time whether you want to say high or low. You know, like moving into the election. You're going to have this second wave as, you know, flu season kicks in of COVID-19. It's best not to think about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But these are, these are the things that these guys got to think about. Like I said, it's not like they're playing a weekend tournament. You know, they're, they're, you know as, as, as this is all happening, these guys are going to be locked in the happiest place on earth. <laughs> or whatever they call it. Um, I'll never see. forget. I'll never forget, Rich. I think we just started the winning place podcast or the big three podcast back then uh RIP. right before the the 2016 election and i'll never forget you having a bad feeling i think we might record it on election day and you were like worried oh is that right yeah oh. if i remember I, that always stuck out to me as like you're the one person i remember talking to like 
that day or or shortly before that it might have been a couple days before the election you're just like i don't know i have a bad feeling about this (laughs) and i was like oh no what are you talking about the polling is fine um so i just i just saw this this latest tweet from mark stein says the the latest on coronavirus cases in in orange county florida home to disney world and soon the nba uh we're on our way up said dr raul pino any relation no, because that's not my last name. But oh, the, the the state health department. He's the state health department's officer in Orange County. It's like there's no other way to describe it. We're on our way up. I.e., there cases a few up. states too. Yeah, like Arizona. There's like five to ten states that are like definitely trending in the wrong direction right now, and that are probably going to be back where Massachusetts was, you know, a month ago. Um, you know, by next month. So that's that's scary, and I guess that's when, you know, well, is there a line for the NBA there if it reaches a certain level in that county that you have to pause or cancel entirely? I don't know. That again, all these they're gonna have to have answers to a lot of these questions. I don't. I hope they're not gonna just do it all on the fly in terms of like doing it based on feel. Um, there should be like some triggers where it's like, all right, if we're if X amount of players test positive or if it's testing is this bad in this county before we go down there, then, like, we, we shouldn't do this. I, yeah, I always think about just how unseemly it'll be, not just necessarily for the players, because I don't think... I think we're, we focus a lot about their health and their well-being and the safety precautions of the bubble, but it is right to bring up the rest of the country because we literally have a player whose mother died from coronavirus so and a star if not that not that it matters but a high profile player so if another player's uh another player has a family member who passes away because of this and is expected to compete it's just it's very unseemly it's kind of gross and it's just another reason why i just think it's not the smartest and brightest idea to continue the season right you, you get a guy who's in a, who's in a situation like okay you can you know this is a horrible example yeah you can go say goodbye to your mother or you can play in the nba fi- you know it, it's it's just the, the maybe we should close on a brighter note i don't know how we do that but <laughs> this is probably a good idea do you think the celtics will sign demarcus cousins <laughs> Yeah, actually, what is what is the prediction for veteran? Each of us should give a prediction for a veteran player to sign with like any contender, like out of all the, uh, the pool of names. Whether it's Cousins, J.R. Smith, Jamal Crawford's out there, obviously, obviously. Um, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, sure. Um, is he available? Is he a free agent? Yes, I don't even remember. He is. Free I know. Agent. So it's hard to remember, like you know. Like, it feels so long ago at this point. The Celtics do not have any open roster spots, so this will not be a conversation for the Celtics, but... Um, I, I do Jay. wonder if if a player... Like, there, I would imagine there's going to be provisions. Like, if a player tests positive for coronavirus during a playoff series, then would you be able to sign someone off the street and replace him? Like, yes. I... That sounds like yeah. a yes, but then your other, but then that player, you can't come back. Like if you replace a player on the playoff roster, like 
with someone else, then they're out for the playoffs, it sounds like. Uh, it's like when you make them shoot a foul shot when they get injured. In R- exactly. Yeah, very cool. So There's a lot is... of cool stuff happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so, so it's, it would be possible, like let's say that, that uh, I don't know, um, Brad Watermaker gets, gets COVID in, in October. Uh, could you potentially bring in a Jamal Crawford, like if he hasn't been signed yet? I mean, sure. I guess for me, at least from a Celtic standpoint, like no one bring back Shane Larkin, right? That would actually be probably the biggest plus. But I feel like no one, no one in this situation is going to play that you're going to sign in a playoffs. Like you're not going to bump someone from off the street into your playoff rotation if you're Brad Stevens, just based on how he operates. So that kind of maybe if they sign, maybe if they cut someone and sign someone before training camp here, and you know, bring him in because it is essentially like you could start from scratch here with someone and not have to worry about them picking up plays and everything else. But given the team cohesion and how they stuck with this group through the trade deadline, I I don't really see them doing that. Hmm. But other mm-hmm. teams, sure. The other mm-hmm. team, you'd have a good excuse to if you have just a need. On a contender, I mean J.R. Smith in L.A. with all the veterans they have there, I feel like that's just bound to happen. He's out riding bikes with LeBron, um, and beating guys, avoiding assault charges for reasons that I do not understand. But shout out to him; he got ahead of the story. Um, well, I mean, if that, if that guy just <laughs> randomly ran up and broke his windshield, I yeah, like I don't fault him at all. To be honest, for if no, that was the story, like then it's like yeah, like he, I, I don't. You know, I given everything else is going on, it's if he gets off for that, like I'm, I don't, I'm not against that. I don't think he's. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see you. The, the guy who uh, is in the video, real quick, who was shouting that uh, J.R. Smith should be privacy. given his privacy. That guy should be arrested, but J.R. Smith should be given <laughs> scot free. That's my, that's my take on that video. I feel like he gets paid good money to to be that to be that guy to to be in J.R.'s corner. Yeah, hell of a career. Most likely, no, hey. So you can you can say what you will about J.R. Smith. <laughs> how many t- how many how many titles? Uh, just two? one, right? Or two? Just one? No, one. I think just one. Yeah, just one in Cleveland. Just one. Um, and then uh, you know he potentially cost himself two by not <laughs> knowing guess. where to shoot Definitely or what the score was. One of those games. Maybe LeBron's best game ever. Mm. Yeah. But all right, well. We'll put so a bow on things there of J.R. Smith talk. I was just saying, um, in two weeks, are we going to be breaking down Danny Ange's uh, best draft picks again? I think so. Is this so, better than that? <laughs> I'm going to make you guys read. So I did. I, I ranked all 60 of his trades on Boston Sports Journal over the last two weeks. God bless you. So I'm going to send you guys the full list, and you can rip me apart there. Um, it actually was a fun. It was a fun. Uh, guess, what was, guess what was last? It was me and Ryan Bernardoni who uh, rated all of them. But... Um, Guess what we came out for last? Meaning his worst trade? Yeah. What was his worst trade? And we, well, I'll say this: we're factoring in like how big of a trade it is, you know, big picture on the team impact. Hmm. So I know Bernardoni; he's he's pro the perk trade. So you probably didn't get there. Yes. No. We were very. That was our big split. He liked that trade. I was against that trade. He said the worst trade was Antoine Walker. No. Oh, no, you, you love that one, B. Rob. Uh, Joe, Joe Johnson, R- Rodney Rogers. Oh, that was that was pre-Ainge. That was right ah. before Ainge uh, arrived. 
but that would have been that would have easily been it. Um, it was a Kyrie deal. Uh, oh, wow! And it wasn't very even interesting. Um, just factoring in the importance of that, and I guess that that kind of speaks to just how good Ainge is, if that's his quote unquote worst deal. Um, that feels like revisionist history history to me a little bit. So what, real, real quick, what's so what's the what, why is it such a bad deal? I mean, obviously we know ultimately why it turned out to be a bad. Yeah, deal. I mean it's just you look at it's, Kyrie's situation at the time where he was asking out of Cleveland. He had injury history issues. He had chemistry issues, and you paid you gave up the number eighth overall pick, Jay Crowder, and you gave up the right to you know that was a lot of stuff that you could have used. Um, and other guys in the next two years, um, well, and it could have been, and it could have been even worse if the Nets pick ended up uh, higher. Again, at the time, you have to factor in that Anthony Davis was still available, and on in there, a heavy target of theirs. But for the Rose Royal, you couldn't even trade for him at the time. That is true. But so it's like you put idea, your you put a speed block in. I mean, right? But the idea of I think having someone like Kyrie Irving. Uh, on your team would make you more attractive in free agency would be the idea or theory behind that and then also just yeah you said a lot of bad things about Kyrie but I mean at the time we didn't like the deal at the time me and you Mike we were like we'll go back I'll pull up the old podcast but we were like this is before we knew about Isaiah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah me and you were lifefully like wow they gave up so much for Kyrie here this is like and this was again we before we knew Isaiah was damaged goods, right? But because like, Isaiah had a superior statistical season to Kyrie right, right. at the time, right? Um, but obviously, yeah, the injury changes everything. But uh, yeah, but then like you look at Kyrie. I mean, he was pre prime at the time, and what was it? Two years removed from one of the biggest shots in NBA history. So it's which inflated his value too much. It it, it is altered. Yes, it it is really fun to think about what he would be if he that ball never went in the hoop um but yeah no i can't i you uh, yeah talking about Kyrie right now is literally the last thing i want to do so <laughs> I, <is> it <laughs> i'm sure he has some thoughts is he is he i i read there was something about it. is he gonna be in the bubble he's not right he's not going to orlando I don't know. I th- I think KD did an interview and he was non-committal about going in the bubble. I would be highly I'm highly dubious that he will go into the bubble. Too busy as his emerging drone business. Did you see that mm. story? No. Okay. I think well, this we'll is, these are all signs episode. that we should probably be ending the episode. Yes, uh, on behalf of Brian Rob and Michael Pina, we will see you next time on the Winning Plays podcast.